Welcome to the Replenish Me radio show, where we help women, but especially moms, get from chaos to calm with strategies that really work for successful women like our guest today, Fiona Clark. Fiona is a midlife empowerment coach with a compassionate, down-to-earth, and holistic approach to healing her clients on a mind, body, and spirit level so that they emerge totally reconnected to their inner power as they recover the courage to be themselves again. After being involved in not one but two car accidents over 25 years ago, only three months apart, resulting in excruciatingly painful whiplash injuries that did not respond to modern medical rehabilitation, she turned to kinestiology. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Almost. Kinesiology. Kinesiology. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Thank you. (laughs) And desperation who fixed her neck. (laughs) Okay. Over the next 17 years, she combined her job that took her around the world with British Airways with an almost compulsive course of study that led her to explore and become qualified in many and diverse alternative treatment therapies, including kinesiology. Her husband's job took her and their young family to Hong Kong, where she gave up her airline career and delved with gusto into the study of Eastern traditional medicine and health practices for the next three years. Shortly after moving to the Philippines for her husband's job, he announced that their marriage was over, reeling with shock that determined, but determined to forge ahead for the sake of her children. She slowly built up her self-esteem by applying all the mind-balancing techniques she had studied over the years on herself and plunged into an intensive course of study into personal development and life coaching mind-balancing methods. So as not to uproot her sons, Fiona remained in the Philippines for a further seven years, building up a successful business as a holistic life coach, helping other women to regain their self-esteem from a place of inner peace and balance based on her own journey of self-recovery and discovery. Since moving back to the UK with her two sons four years ago, Fiona has focused her energies on helping people to embrace the midlife transition period they are facing from a place of hope and joy rather than fear of change. And she currently lives in Surrey with her youngest son. The eldest is in university and two dogs, and she combines her work as a midlife empowerment coach with voluntary work for Children's Helpline Charity, using her love of cycling and yoga when she can to participate in fundraising races for, for causes that are close to her heart. Um, you can connect with her at fionaclark.co.uk. Welcome to the show, Fiona. Thank you so much, Cordelia. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for um, correcting my... (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to get your head around that one. Kinesiology. (laughs) Yes. So tell me, what is kinesiology? Obviously, I'm clearly not familiar with (laughs) Well, kinesiology, really, a very easy way of putting it is um, we do a lot of muscle testing so we can actually rebalance the body. But also the main thing is here, we, we get to the core of an issue. So you can actually lock into the body's computer, if you like. That's the easiest way of thinking about it. And really find out what is going on within the body on all levels as to what the issues are right here and to find out what the solutions are needed to be. 
So it's actually, it, it's, um, it's a wonderful practice actually, which yeah, I did many years ago. I don't do so much of it now because I've sort of evolved, but I still use a lot of the techniques and things like that with my clients. Okay, so how do you use it? Um, how do you integrate it now? Well, I can muscle test. I mean, if, if for example, um, say for nutrition or something, or even for motions, actually, I can muscle test. I know this sounds a bit wacky, but actually it's nowhere near as wacky as it sounds because <laughs> just think you're using your arm in, in, a, in whatever muscle that you're actually using as an indicator to find out what the subconscious body really wants. Huh. So you put a vitamin or a nutrient or food or whatever, and your body will actually say whether you want it, you don't want it. And you can also test, I mean, I test, you know, what emotions are going on for somebody, but not so they know consciously it's a subconscious or the unconscious body that comes forward with its answers. Yeah. If that makes sense. You can basically ask anything. So, um, and there's lots of different techniques that we used with, you know, the neurolymphatic points and, the meridians that we use and all those sorts of things. Um, oh, there's so, there so much involved in it. So I use um, quite a lot of those balancing techniques with my clients because it's something they can do themselves and it's really easy to do once they know how. Beautiful. I love that. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. So that must um, really help you to better connect with your client and then, of course, further help that client connect with themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm really inspired by your story. I feel like you're <laughs> like, we hear about these self-made women. But, oh my God, you are totally a self-made woman. Well, it took a while. <laughs> it wasn't a quick journey, I can assure you. It was a journey or a voyage, as I would say. It was a big voyage. Yes, I would definitely call it a voyage. What would you say, I mean, you're saying that you've evolved, but would you say has that evolution stopped or is it like a daily thing, weekly thing, or how is your evolution now? You know, I, I honestly can say, Cordelia, I think it, it, it's a constant, you know, it's it, instead of it going like this, it's probably more like this. Okay. You know, we all reach our peaks and troughs. And I think everybody can relate to that. You know, when you're going through something hugely stressful, which I was in Manila, because actually I didn't know anybody. We'd only been there four months when he came out with this, you know, you don't do it for me anymore. And that was it. That was the end of 22 years. And so that was a massive, like, <sighs> whereas now I'm more sort of like this, because you can't just go, you know, some people do go on that level, don't they? Because they're yeah. just zoned out. They're zoned in or they're zoned out. <laughs> they're on a zone. <laughs> whereas most of us who are evolving or wish and desire to evolve and, we're doing this all the time. So you learn and then you go through another plateau and you learn again. And, um, you know, because things change, you know, even our children change. You know, mine are 18 and 19 now. And so they change and you have to adapt to, to where they are as well, which yeah. is different. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a journey. It's always a journey. So what is a strategy for a woman who is on a journey that has more of those... Um, kind of hills to climb during her day? <clears throat> well, when I look back, because obviously when you look back, you can actually sort of look at things in a, in a more objective way and, and have a look and see what the things were that really helped. Yes. Um, when I was at the most stressful that I really needed, 
and it's saying my internet connection is unstable. I'm hoping you'll still hear me. Anyway, so number one was support because at the time I didn't know anybody. I only knew people at school to say hi to and whatever. I didn't tell my family for two months. I had no real close friends. In fact, the one I, one friend I contacted constantly, like on a daily basis was in Hong Kong because she'd been through very similar. And obviously I just left there. Um, so I needed support. That was massive. Okay. The other thing I realized I needed was um, intention. You know, what did I want to do? What was my goal going to be? Because I had actually no idea. It was just like the rug had been completely wiped out under my feet. Yes. Completely. And I had two young kids. You know, there were seven and nine at the time. Oh so they were, still, they were still very young. And the other thing that really, really helped was, so with that intention, I needed to understand the why. And that came in with the intention because when something like that happens, it brings up all the mind stuff. And so the committees, you know, we talk about yes. is on a rampage. It's having a constant 24 hour little conference with itself up here. So you, it brings up all the negative limiting beliefs that you thought had disappeared, which just rise up in full force. So I needed to understand the reasons why. And that came in with the intention. And then what, can I, what am I going to do with this? And then the third thing was having some skills and techniques. Having things that I knew I could use in the middle of the night, for example, when I was not sleeping and when I was super stressed out, when I felt anxious. When I, so I needed different things to, to help me with those points. And that's when I learned my EFT, the tapping. I learned that in Hong Kong. Okay. Right at the very beginning. And that's how I really got into it because that really got to sort of like um, an understanding of what those beliefs are that hold you back in a place and how they hold you back. And by giving you so much power, they're so detrimental. So it was just a way of how can I let these go? You know, I mean, I think that is also, it's an ongoing journey as well. But when you understand what they are, you've got a much stronger point of reference as to where you can start to let go of them, which is what I did. So those are the three things that I'd really say you need support because, you know, we all think, especially being women and super women, that we don't need it. You know, we can do everything ourselves right. and we don't want to ask for help. And I think that is something I have actually really had to struggle with. I don't want to ask people for help. And that's a really big journey to go down on its own. It's like, actually, I need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was, a, that was my next question. So would you right. say that it makes you feel vulnerable to ask for help or at that time, did it make you it feel? Certainly, it certainly did. Yes, it certainly did. Because I think every, you know, you, you become aware of being judged or other people's judgments and the judgments you have on yourself. And when you're feeling very vulnerable, sometimes, you know, you just lock yourself into that dark hole and it's easy to stay there. But when you've got two kids, as you well know, with your six, you can't do that. You can't do that. So, you know, you, you have to get over that because that's just really ego. And it's, it's just a belief that we believe is, you know, we should be this big, strong person and we should be able to cope. That's bottoms, really. There's no shoulds. You know, you've, you know it's okay to say I'm struggling and I'm having a really shitty day. <laughs> So yeah, speak out is what I say. Speak out, <laughs> help. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I really love that because you know, and um, 
a lot of American women, we think that we really have to do it all. Would you say that's a British thing also? Yeah, I definitely would say it's a British thing. And also I think with the British thing is, um, and I've noticed this so much more again since I've been back. I was away for 10 and a half years. I think it was 10 and a half years. And in Asia, it's very different again because they look after themselves. It's a priority. Whereas I think in the same in the state, I think in the States, you probably are better than we are in the UK. It's at the bottom of the priority list. Really? Oh, without a doubt. And I've always said this and it just reminded me, it's a rat race here, a complete rat race. (laughs) And people just, yeah, they don't feel that they can be vulnerable. It's Mm. like, yes, all right. And you know, there's a mask. Hmm. it's what mask are you wearing today and I'm I'm quite an expert at putting the mask on I was definitely (laughs) but yeah without a doubt without a doubt so even with all that you had been studying this eastern medicine and all those things leading up to the time when your husband decided to call it quits right but were you ever applying any of the things you were learning to yourself I noticed that in your story you applied it afterwards did you? Yeah, I was. I was. And I tell you something else that I've used and I've had for about 25 years. And I and they are my absolute lifesavers of flower essences. Hmm. I don't know if you know about those. No, I don't think in America you use them so much. They are. Um, oh, I mean, there's a lot in the States, but they are they are flower essences. I mean, I've got them. They're made. So they're basically made out of the vibration of a flower, of a gem, a crystal, a coral, a shell whatever and they they actually they work on an energetic level so they work on your emotional states of mind so i've used them i mean i brought my kids up on them okay. i've got for i've got about 400 little bottles here and i make them up individually for anyone who wants one so they are specific for that person over here a lot of people will know about rescue remedy okay. because that's for shock or for terror or so like if you're going in for Okay, so they Which are very. They, I think what you're saying is it may just be a semantics issue. So um, we call it essential oils here. Is that the same thing? No, it's different. The okay. oils are literally oil of the flower. Right. How they make, how you make these is literally, you can feel that, you know, if you can feel energy, you can feel the energy of anything that's living. So, say, for example, um, a flower, whatever flower or, or leaf it may be, you can find one that's got the most powerful energy. And literally all you do is you put that into a, a glass bowl of water in the sunshine. So the sun infuses the energy of that, so the pattern of that into the water. And then that gets fixed in there with brandy, actually, because otherwise it will just, you know, evaporate. So it's the same as putting, say, lemon in your water. You will get the taste of the lemon because it's infused into the water. I see. It's an easy way of thinking about it. So the energy pattern of that um, goes into the water. You, you sort of use brandy or, or something like that. It's normally brandy as a fixing agent, and then that's your stock. Okay. And so you use that as your stock, and you can use that directly, or you can put, say, two drops of that into another bottle and then two drops of each, and that becomes your essence, which is a combination for whatever you need it to be. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Oh, well, Dr. Bach, if you research it, Dr. Bach, and this is how long ago he did this, in about the 19... I think it was early 1918. 18, 1920, so a long time ago, mm-hmm. he was the one that worked this out because it's, it's a lot to do with the herbal 
medicine yeah. been around for years, but Dr. Bach actually put himself into different emotional states okay. and then worked out, God only knows how he did this and how long it took him, which of the leaves from whichever trees or plants or shrubs would actually change that state of emotion. And that's how he developed them. And so from there, I would say, since I've been using these, I've had them for about 25 years, oh, pfft, there are hundreds everywhere. There are hundreds around the world that are made. So that was the one key thing I had when I moved to Hong Kong. I thought, I'm not going anywhere without my boxes of essences. And then mm -hmm. they took Rome as, you know, I've evolved. I've got, I've got four, about, about, I think about 400 now. So those were one thing that I always used. I used my kids as well. Okay. So, but I used, I mean, I still had my kinesiology techniques and I had my reflexology techniques. So I knew a lot of things, but I, I needed more mind matter things like the EFT to get the root cause of those beliefs that we have. And that's why I got more into that. Um, so that's what will help me sort of afterwards to sort of go on to another level, if you like. Wow. That's really amazing. So you know, I, the one thing I, I love about talking to different life coaches is, you know, holistic is a really broad term. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to find that out. Because, like, I've talked to about five or six, and, like, their version of holistic is, like, mm. so unique. And here again, here you have, like, all these different techniques that we often hear about, but to, to apply those according to your client's needs I mean, that is really something yeah. that is, um, that's, that's quite amazing. I really like that. So I hear you talk a lot about EFT and the Eastern yeah. and everything. Would you say that you have any, um, and then you talk about the spiritual side. So do you have any religious affiliation or you believe that sp connecting with yourself spiritually is not necessary for a religion? Yeah, it's, it, that's been a really interesting, I don't have any religious affiliation to any churches, purely because I've always believed, I think my, this is a bit of a funny story, actually. My, one of my stepmothers, and this is another story of my life, but one of my stepmothers, who wasn't a very nice stepmother, used to make us go to church every week. And we hated it because number one, it was a Catholic church because she was Catholic. We weren't Catholic. We were Church of England. Not that that really made any difference, but we absolutely hated it. And I think this, with all of us, we used to go in this life. She didn't go. She made us go. What? She didn't go. So don't ask me why. I think maybe it was like, get them out of the house for an hour or two hours for whatever it was on a Sunday. And I just... I think it probably had the same effect on all of us. It was like, I do not like this indoctrination that you have to believe right. that this is what's right. And that is all the, you know, this is the way you go. Whereas actually I know and I feel it and I, I see it and there is so much more out there. So I am very spiritual and I've connected with that more and more over the last probably 10 years, actually, I've really, really connected. And, and that's another ongoing journey. Um, so yes, yeah, the answer to your question, I am not affiliated to any, um, religion, but to my own spirituality, because that comes from within me and it comes from within all of us. And it's whether you connect into that or not, but when you do and you feel it and sense it, then it changes everything. It changes your views on everything as you, as you must know yourself. Yes. 
That's beautiful. I like that. And you know, I like the point that you're making about um, a parent forcing you to do something and they're not doing it themselves. Exactly. Like, like, why would you do it? Kids only do what they see their parents do. Oh, she did a lot of things that we would never have done. From <laughs> well, that's another story altogether. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. So that's great though, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, people listen to podcasts and they're looking for something. They may be on a spiritual path, but they, you know, like you may have had like a really bad past with religion, right? Yeah. So, but to know that they will have access to someone that is, you know, gained from a spiritual path and they can actually have spirituality disconnected from religion, you know, is a, something that makes people feel good so yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah so what made you you know we met in perry 10k what made you um decide to take your message global in live streaming had you been live streaming before joining perry 10k um a little bit i pushed myself out my comfort zone i think as we all have done on my facebook page but the reason on the, the reason um i got into perry 10k always I got to find out about it was because Katya was doing a podcast for um, Lenka Lutonska and I was in her good um, Get Fully Booked Academy and that's how I found out about um, Katya. And so I thought, oh, this sounds a really interesting idea. So I thought, well, let me just have a look at this. And I remember doing a periscope and I was walking my dogs in the woods and I thought, I'm going to try this. <laughs> I did one and I was like, oh my God, that was so awful because there was all these trolls on and these weirdos. And I was like, I'm never going to do this again because I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I was like, not doing that again. <laughs> so then I was on um, Catch's waiting list and um, then she opened that up in April I think it was so I joined in April and I was so delighted I was like oh she's accepted me this is amazing now I've really got to go and do this thing <laughs> scary thing again so it was only since I started doing that and doing the share has been such an incredible experience because you don't feel like you're just doing this on your own and you've got these funny people that can come in <laughs> it doesn't bother me now at all actually I, it, I'm just like oh for goodness sake you know go and get a life somewhere else <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all so that's really how I got into Perry 10k and and to doing the live scopes which I think and now I'm quite happy doing as we're going for our you know VIP badges I'm quite happy doing periscopes on my own because I'm not worried about the trolls and as Kat has always said if it doesn't work you just delete it so, it's a way out it's like thank god you can do that because i've done that enough times (laughs) on facebook lives i mean you just can't get your words in motion and you just think oh this is just not working today or like the mistake i've made on periscope is i'll pop in and i'll wonder why it's only trolls in there and i forgot to put a title so (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't put a title the trolls will come up like (laughs) yeah clarity is the point yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a good lesson. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's lovely. So see, you, um, and I didn't even realize that um, you were new to live streaming when you joined Fairy 10K because you look so natural, you know? Oh, thank and you. Was, wow, this woman is amazing. Where did she come from? You know? <laughs> and so here and there, I've gotten bits and pieces of your story. Yeah. But like today, I feel like, wow, there she really, really is. And I'm so happy to share you with my listeners today. Oh, thank you. And, um, and also with our viewers. 
So um, feel free to use the video portion of this in any which way you'd like to. You can edit it and chop it up or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I'll need to, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Cordelia, because actually I have to say, you know, when you go through a challenge and people say to you, you know, I mean, people just say to me, and I'm sure they say it to you, you know, my kids were only 20 months apart and they've never got on actually, and they still don't get on. <laughs> so, it's always so that's been, as a single mother, that's been really quite difficult. But anyway, and people used to say to me, well, how do you manage with two kids in nappies? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You just get on with it. You do it. You don't think about it. You just do it. So, you know, when I went through my struggles and when my ex left, yeah, it was horrific. It was, it was just awful. But how do you get on? You get on with it. You know, you sink or you swim. And that's the choice. And it's just like, well, that's life. You know, you, you just do it and you find steps to make sure that you do because you've got two kids to look after. You've got two dogs to look after. <laughs> and you just move forward one step at a time. And it's, so it doesn't now, you just look back and you think, well, it is what it is. And it's taught me so much. And the biggest thing, and I'll, I'll leave you with this because I always say this at the end, I have no regrets because out of every challenge, and I always say this to someone, and I know I would have slapped someone if they'd said this to me right at the beginning, but I can honestly say you have to look for the gift because there's always a gift out of any struggle or any challenge. And my gift is, you know, who it's allowed me to be right now. You have to look for the gift. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on my Fiona says. Put that in. <laughs> Fiona says, you have to, and I, you know, and I think we forget that when we're going through struggles with, with sometimes so caught up in our mind as to poor me and I'm the victim and I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm struggling and blah, blah, blah. But hang on, look at what it's taught you. Look at where it's taking you, however bad it is. And believe me, you know, it was, it was difficult. It was really difficult when I was in a country, I didn't know anybody and having to go through this. And he wasn't nice. He wasn't nice at all. But you look for the gift because it's always a gift. Whether you see it at the time or not, you will see it later on before anyone wants to slap me. I can't even <laughs> imagine being in a completely different country for a few months with two small kids and my husband saying that. I just... It, it, was, it was difficult, believe me. It was, and he, you know, he was... He, You just take one day at a time. And my motto became, tomorrow is another day. <laughs> well, is that sometimes now, you know, when you have a bad day, you think tomorrow's another day. That's I'm going to ask you two more questions if you have oh, a minute still. Absolutely. Yep, yep. You know, I'm all about self-care and I want to, I want to kind of touch on what is it like in that struggle and even now, like how, uh, what is your self-care routine? What do you do? Right. Well, I've always exercised, always. Um, when this all happened, what I started to do more of was um, moving. I mean, I think when you're stressed, you're either somebody, when you're stressed, you need to get up and move, or you're someone that goes into your hole and you need to just 
be quiet and you know it depends on what you are i have to move if i'm super stressed so i started walking now you know in the philippines it's like 36 degrees or something it's super hot all the time the coolest it ever gets is probably 28 we're like oh we can wear a long sleeve today it's so exciting for our american listeners so that's like 80s 90s yeah oh way 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 and humid 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 you know so you sweat you dry your hair and it was on your back it's revolting but anyway so I started walking and I was doing my, you know, just like, and then I moved and I started cycling again. I got a bike and I started cycling and I did that. I used to do, well, my goal was a hundred kilometers a week, not in one go, I do it in whatever. And that to this day, I still do it is my moving meditation. Mm. So I would do that. And actually that was when my pivotal point came through one day I was on my bike and this voice in my head said you're done and that was the moment that I knew I could move which is when the process started so I exercised I cycle I do my yoga and I'd meditate not necessarily for very long but long enough to sort of bring myself and feel myself grounded and connected and then um, you know visualize what I want because I'm very visual and so that became my routine and that is still the routine now i do my meditation and when i don't do it then i don't feel quite together if you know what i mean yes you don't feel quite the same if i don't do that so that is very much my self-care when it comes to the physical but you also need it's not just good to escape you need to have that quiet mind and focus on what you need to do because in that quiet in those quiet moments or when you get more clarity so that's why it was really important for me to visualize how i wanted my day to go so those are the sort of steps that i would take yeah i like that you talk about the moving meditation because whenever people think of meditation they're like oh man i can't sit still (laughs) not even for one minute you know absolutely or people do guided you know i mean i was always taught if you if you can't sit quietly and just do a quiet meditation either do a chant so you're focusing which i love chants you're focusing on a particular mantra or whatever or you do a guided meditation where you're taken into i don't know you know a woods or on the beach or wherever because that then distracts you from whatever else is going on the outside which is the whole point and you're just really focusing because that's when you get the inspiration and when you get the thoughts and when you get that inner strength and it comes back to that inner part of yourself that spirituality is connecting because we're so out there we're not in here where everything really happens when you've got the time to sit and listen I like that you say that because we are, I feel like very disconnected from ourselves and yeah. that's where a lot of the, the stress, the anxiety, yeah. the I can't do it, the woe is me comes from. Absolutely. Which is what I always say because I'm so, it's like whatever goes on up here will go into here if you don't deal with it. And, and that's simple. You know, but because people will listen to what their physical body's saying when it's in pain, you'll take note. But we don't take note of what's up here. So it's it's like the alarm bell is the physical body saying hello. You <laughs> listen to what goes on up here, and when you do that, the physical stuff, pain, often will just go without you doing anything else. Yeah, absolutely. So I see that <clears throat> we talk a lot about. Um, being flexible, but at the same time, keeping balance. 
um, what I saw, you were preparing for, what was it, that cycling, was it a race or was it? Uh, my sixth, yeah, I did a, I did a, um, I did a charity ride at the end of May, which was for cancer. It was for cervical breast cancer and ovarian cancer. So I did that when it was a women's cancer, uh, which was 64 miles. It was 104 kilometers or something like that in yeah, the end of May. And you made these delicious fruits. Oh, my oat, yes. yes. My date oat cookies. Cookies, oh, yes. that's what it was, yeah. Well, yeah, the cookies. You would call them cookies. We would, I don't know what we'd call them. Anyway, it says cookies <laughs> in the book. This was from one of my children's recipe books, actually, How to Feed Your Baby. Oh, you wrote that? No, it was a book I bought and how I brought my kids up on this very... Um, I was very anal in what I fed them because I believed with, you know, whatever I put in their bodies had to boost their immune system, which I truly believe it has done throughout their lives, um, right from day one. And the, the date oak cookies were one of those things because, and this book actually, it's got no dairy in it, no meat. So it's pretty much vegan. I think it's all vegan, but amazing recipes. And they are Beautiful. I can send you the recipe. If I did, did I send them to you, Cordelia? I feel like I asked for it, and I think you did put it in the post. But yeah, I can send it to me. I can read it again. I'll do it for you again because they're very easy, very quick. If you like dates, then you're you're fine. If you don't like dates, then don't bother trying them because (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And my children love dates, so yes. Oh, it'd be perfect for your kids. Yeah, perfect. So I like the way um, you told that story and how. It, w- it boosted your energy and, and you said, what was the quote? You said that it was, um, you had left out an ingredient, but it was exactly what you need the way you made it. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I, I left out two ingredients. I think I left out the um, orange rind, which just gives it that tangy taste. And there was something, oh, the molasses. Okay. But actually it didn't matter. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it didn't matter. They still tasted really good. So I was like, oh. Okay, this is all right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love I loved I'm watching that that thread and everything. So, um, follow Fiona on social media. It's under her name, Fiona Clark. Yeah. And um, just three takeaways. What would you like to share? Um, th- what would you want our listeners and viewers to to gain from our conversation today? Well, number one, I think if you if you are struggling with anything get some support. As I said, you know, never feel you're on your own or never feel what you're going through is um, something you have to keep to yourself because there's so many people out there who are willing to help you and can help you in whatever you're doing. And number two, breathe. That's the biggest thing we tend not to do. When we're anxious or stressed, we breathe from the upper part of our chest. And I'm always going on about this because it's such an easy technique. If you just close your eyes and start breathing from the base of your stomach and take some long, deep breaths and just let yourself go, that will bring you right back into where you're supposed to be and get out of your head because this is the nonsense. And just laugh. You know, as you, I know you smile all the time, Cordelia, which is so lovely and refreshing. We don't smile and laugh enough. Everything is too serious. Don't take it seriously. This is life, you know, and don't waste a day. I've learned from my experiences. I probably could have got through it a bit quicker if I'd known so much of what I know now. So those are the things. Don't get support. Ask for help. Breathe really well. 
And I don't know what the third one was now. I just said smile, smile and laugh. Smile. Smile. You know, put some music on. I use music all the time for my boys, even when they're really like this and they always have. I've always, always put very calming music and quite often they don't realise it is actually chance. <laughs> <laughs> And they start singing along as well. It's very funny. So it's my woo-woo music, as they say. <laughs> but it calms everybody down and it does the job. So Am I right? Because my kids, they call it voodoo music. <laughs> but they're used to it. It's like, oh, God, she's off in one. And with my essences, I'll just tell you what I do is I make them up into a spray. I call it my magic mist. So I put essences in there. And I do put some essential oils as well so they smell nice. And I go around and I spray the house and I spray them and I spray the rooms. So I won't have any negative energy in my house. <laughs> it's like, oh God, here she comes again. Just go out, mom. It's like, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't feel alone in the world. Thank you for sharing that because the, no, the I'm, <laughs> I'm completely bonkers. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. The oh, my no. like, mom, why do you always smile? I know you're angry. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's why I'm smiling because there's no point in being angry. It's such a waste of life. Exactly. Um, Mom. Exactly. What music can change your, the way you feel and so can just laughing. You know, we take everything too seriously and sometimes things are serious, but actually it's our choice how we take it and how we react. So just laugh and make the most of every day because we're lucky to be here. So let's just make it, make it as best, you know, the, you know, and challenges, find the gift because there is one and just think about how amazing it is. You've been given this gift for whatever reason to whether it's to help other people, to empower yourself, whatever it may be and however hard it, and I'm not putting that in as, you know, please don't think that I'm, I'm sort of, um, or whatever the word is I'm looking for, but being, making this a joke because I know a lot of people go through some really difficult stuff and I would never take that away, but you've got to look at what you're getting out of this that you can help other people with even, or if it's just yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being here today, Fiona. And, <clears throat> and I'm sure that you've, um, you know, uncovered and unlocked a lot of things for our listeners and viewers today with your story and with your, um, advice and um, and I like that you you offer holistic life coaching you know you're not yeah. focused just on one part of a person but their whole being so Absolutely. I appreciate your time so thank you for listening today my name is Cordelia Gaffar I'm the founder of the work, workout around my day and the stress-free sisterhood helping women but especially moms get from chaos to calm by nourishing with wholesome food energizing with movement and sweet talk to quiet that negative inner chatter. Have an amazing day.